0: Hi gang, how we doing? Pretty good. All right, very good, very good. So uh, everybody having a good week so far, Bruce. I know you're. Uh, uh, this is your week away from home. You down in Florida. Uh, how's the weather that way, man? I think George and you could uh, maybe uh, swim and visit one another.
1: We got a little tropical weather for sure. Just lots of rain and some wind here. Not as bad as they did on uh, Tampa and Pinellas. They got some flooding. I don't know. Did you guys get uh, flooding, George, in Jacksonville?
2: Um, uh, There wasn't flooding that I know of. There was trees everywhere this morning, or tree parts everywhere. Um, There was a lot of uh, power outage in in certain areas. They said it might take a day or two to get cleared up. Luckily, I wasn't hit by that. So. Mm.
0: All right, hey guys, let's get on with the show, man. You know, it was real funny, we're an Android show. Last week I led with a Microsoft article where uh, basically uh, Microsoft was letting go about all of its uh, Nokia staff that it had acquired a few years earlier. Yep. And, uh, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, Microsoft came out with a little fitness band and made their Cortana available for it and uh this week they announced that uh, hey guess what everybody you can get our cortana voice search on your android phone uh has anyone had an opportunity to play with cortana yet
3: Mm -mm. on my phone no but on my desktop yes
0: okay uh Jeff, you've probably, because while I've had it available for a while I really haven't played with it any Uh, What's your impressions of
3: it? I actually think it's quite good It's uh, very responsive, zippy You know, it's doing everything it needs to do I mean, you ask it a question, it comes back Um, I haven't played with it in terms of, you know, set up a reminder Or do any of those things But uh, in terms of asking questions and um, getting a reasonable response it's, It's pretty quick, actually Okay,
0: just uh, just prior before going on the show, I don't know if you can see. I know it's hard to see that little microphone right there. I downloaded Cortana. The it put this little microphone here. So Jeff, uh, I'm gonna push the microphone and you ask the ask it the question that we always ask our
3: voice search. Here we go. Ready? Yep. Cortana, how old is Pamela Anderson?
0: Oh, uh, it didn't take. Let's try it again. How old, How old is, Pamela is Pamela Anderson? Pamela Anderson is 48 years old. Okay. Maybe Who was the 22nd president? Here's what I found about your question. So it basically took me to a uh, a search... And by the way, it looks like that was Grover Cleveland.
3: So did it come back with the uh, how old Pamela Anderson was? It did come back. Yes. But it, it did. didn't it didn't say it, huh?
0: Yes it did. Said was oh, 48 years okay. old. Yeah. Uh here, let me let me do it this way uh, just to prove to you, Jeff. How old is Pamela Anderson?
3: Pamela
2: Anderson is 48
0: years old. Oh. Okay. Just, just a baby so uh, uh let's see let me try this uh how old was George Washington when he died
2: George Washington was 67 years old at the age of death
0: that's pretty quick what did George Washington die of
2: George Washington died on December 14th 1799.
0: Oh, it didn't tell me what he died of. So out of curiosity, really quick, bear with me. Okay, Google. What did George Washington die of?
4: According to PBS, in the 215 years since Washington died, several retrospective diagnoses have been offered ranging from croup Quincy, Ludwig's angina, Vincent's angina, diphtheria, and streptococcal throat infection to acute pneumonia.
0: So, who won that one? Well, that would be Google, of course.
4: Okay, Google. I didn't start. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I th- I think Google will always win on those type questions over anybody, really. Because, uh. like, Bing and a lot of, like, Alexa or uh, Amazon Echo, they probably use Wikipedia as their... Main
0: kind of info. So uh, let let me just take a, ask a question, and I, I mean, I, I know I'm kind of I'm I'm jumping from Cortana on Android to uh, something different. Is Microsoft desperate?
4: Uh, desperate how?
0: Well, uh, to to get their services on mobile devices that they can't seem to be able to play in the game any other way. I mean, uh, listen, Cortana has been available on Microsoft's wearables for two years. And, uh-huh. you know, the phone market was less than 2%, what what Microsoft had. So, uh, I, I mean,
3: are they desperate? This is kind of what we said last week, right? That uh, Microsoft is going to push into the software market rather than, develop new you know mobile where you know phones which made more sense and I think this makes more sense especially if they want to sell their Microsoft band to users you know that don't have right Windows phones you know?
4: <laughs> I don't think it calls I wouldn't call them desperate I know they're it, it seems like they're behind a little bit in some areas. Um, like, they're just now bringing out Cortana for the Xbox, so, you know, that's a product that is basically Windows 10 computer in a box now, and they're just now bringing Cortana to it, so that's their own flagship product. That's, that's one of their big, uh, big deals, but I, I wouldn't call them desperate, I'd just say late to the game, because of Siri and because of uh, uh, Google Now. Um you know it's it's something that they are trying to catch up on, but I wouldn't say they were desperate.
0: if you look at Cortana, you look at Siri, you look at Google now. who wins in the end, guys?
4: uh I'd have to fifty fifty it on Google and Siri because Julia, my fiance has an iphone six s plus, and that thing is actually very very well. It has its moments where it doesn't work very well, but also Google Now has those moments as well. So I think right now Google and Apple are both kind of sharing the the top spot uh, of the mobile assistant kind of deal.
0: Here's where I disagree with you. Apple says that they value your privacy.
4: So oh, that's been BS for years. Yeah, nuh-uh. At least Google's open about it. We are, you know, gathering data on you.
0: But uh, but if Apple does it, then there's going to be backlash because people are drawn to iOS because Apple is valuing your privacy. So, therefore, they can't reach out into these places into search. I, I just think that Google is better positioned to be your assistant and Siri is -hmm. going to have to change. Apple's going to have to change a lot of user agreements before Siri can compete with where Google's at right now. Anybody else want to disagree with me?
1: No, Google's behind. They're behind, like we said last. I mean, Microsoft is behind, like we said last week, in the mobile phone market. Uh, They're behind in this uh, vocal search market uh, with the Amazon Echo and the Google Home thing coming out. There's no way Cortana... They're too far behind too soon. So they're so far behind. Here, here comes my pun. You know, i got a pun every week, right? I think their next acquisition ought to be Charmin.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, and you'd have to squeeze Cortana to get an answer.
0: Cotton, okay.
3: <laughs> Brawny, maybe.
0: Yeah. So so what about Siri, Bruce? What about Siri?
1: Well, you know, uh, I, I'm not around a lot of people who actually use Siri. That's really strange. I mean, I'm around a lot of phones uh, in airports, uh, and, and even where I work right now, and I'm, you know, I'm around iPhones, and I, I don't hear a lot of people, you know, using Siri. So I really don't have a lot of observations uh, as far as uh, Siri versus, uh, you know, Google as far walk- as an assistant.
4: I can grab Julia's phone real quick. We can run a little test here if we wanted to. Oh
0: maybe maybe some other time. Okay. All right. All right, hey, listen, we we were talking about Siri. Let's uh let's talk about Android versus iOS, guys. And uh you know, this this has been uh, across all internet communities that are iOS or Android based. You've got your your naysayers, the other side that Oh, this is an iPhone killer. This phone, you know, it will be an iPhone killer. And then you got the iPhone comes out, and it's take that Android. And we've gone back and forth, and the Android community actually has actually had some ammunition here lately. If you look at the last couple of quarters, uh, iPhone sales, are they're trending downward. A lot of people are saying, well, you know, uh, uh, it's time people are smarter Uh, they're not going to be buying Android. Hey, guys, let's put this in perspective. You know, uh, first of all, uh, if I can find my data here, uh, in quarter two of this year, of 2016,
3: uh,
0: Apple's sales were lower versus the same quarter last year by 12.8%.
3: First time in their history,
0: though. Well, first time Mm -hmm. in their history. Hey, guys, this was also a $58 billion quarter. How many companies would love to be, to have their sales off by almost 13% and still made over $58 billion?
3: Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and I just want to be, you know, I, I kind of just want to jump, jump in just for one second. They knew this was happening. They actually said that their sales was going to be down. So, I mean, they, they actually yeah. saw this coming a little bit, so it wasn't like it was a big, big, you know, shock, you know. So that's all I wanted to say. I have nothing. <laughs> so uh, well,
4: what? weren't weren't the numbers that all
0: smartphone sales were down as well? That's where I was no. going, Glenn. Okay, yep. and and let's let's put this in perspective too. Uh, you know, uh, when Apple sells an iPhone, it normally takes someone like an a uh, LG or an HTC to sell three of their smartphones to make the same profit that Apple did on one iPhone.
4: Okay? Oh, yeah. They charge a ridiculous amount for the phone. It's, and uh, yeah.
0: And as long as that's still working for Apple, I mean, Apple can really afford for their sales to dwindle over time. Not mm-hmm. that they want to, okay. Uh, so, hey,
3: hey Duke, your video is still showing the keyboard. Oh, uh, so thank you, know. you.
0: Yeah. So, so I guess guys, <laughs> the uh, the question that I have for for you guys is uh, this time next year, George, what uh, what is Apple going to be reporting for the second quarter of twenty seventeen?
2: Well, probably not ninety two percent of the market. I, mean, I don't know. I don't I don't see. I mean, Apple's always going to be there. They're always going to be, be strong. But I think uh, Android is going to definitely win over most markets.
0: Okay. I mean, you know, uh, most are saying, you know, right around 85% of the worldwide smartphone market is Android. Of course, uh, we can all get into uh, a lot of that Android is, uh, you know, running Donut or Eclair.
1: Yeah,
4: it's they've got some some really old hardware. Like, uh, you go to any one of these prepaid places, and they're offering you a twenty dollar, uh, you know, cell phone, Android phone, uh, for their for their plan. So, plus you also with Apple, you have Apple. With Android, you have just about every letter in the alphabet covered on companies, multiple companies that are building Android phones. So, and they're, they're doing it cheaper. The, the one argument that I always see is, yes, um, Apple's making more money, but they're also charging three times more than what most uh, Android uh, makers are actually charging for their phones. Isn't that a
3: wonderful problem?
4: <laughs> well, I mean, at that point, the argument should be how many handsets are being activated versus how many sales or how many dollars in the sales because that would be the true justification of it right there it's you know we've we've activated 2 million handsets in you know x amount of time whereas apple's only done 1 million that shows you the true you know balance of what's going on with the market um is doing that instead
3: yeah but again you know apple i mean their mobile market is always going to be strong, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of agrees that. There's the Apple fanboys, and on the other hand, their ancillary products such as iTunes and their their music library um, will benefit from a strong user base that is, you know, connected to them. So they make money both ways, probably pretty well, right?
4: Oh yeah, yeah. well, I mean, they ch- they charge what thirty percent on uh iTunes apps and like they get a huge amount of money from stuff uh kick or not kickbacks but yeah um you know the if you build an app and put it in the app store and you charge $3 uh you know 30% of that is going to Apple that's guaranteed right off the top you're going to be you know not making that money so uh you know they're they're not doing bad i mean they they work their products work and that's the beautiful part about it. So,
0: so if you're watching live on YouTube, you can see that uh, this is an iPad 2. Still getting regular updates from Apple. Running the latest Apple firmware. This is an iPad 2. This thing is, what, four or five years old? Easy, yeah. Can you name me one Android device, name me a Nexus device that is still getting updated by Google five years after its release. Let me double check. I think I put this thing
4: back to factory, but I don't think it's got.
2: But you're right, Duke. Um, a lot of Android devices don't get updated regularly um, uh, because the manufacturer is the one that more or less pushes it. Now, if you have a Nexus device, you're guaranteed updates to a certain point. I think it's three or four years. Um, but there's there's one Android device. There's one Android device that's pretty much proprietary, that gets regular updates. Um, that would be anything with the Kindle or Fire OS on. They get updated to the Fire OS. Um, I get updates on this thing all the time. So so you can guarantee. Like you say, it's, it's comparing it to Apple, in essence, because, because this is a proprietary device using Fire OS. It's going to keep getting updates up until uh, Amazon decides that this device is no longer supported. Mm-hmm. Where nobody else is using Fire OS, nobody else is using iOS, but everybody in the world is using Android. So it depends on the manufacturer, whether they're going to support updates. Um, usually they put their own remix of Android on there. So if they don't update that remix of Android, you know, it's not using stock, you're not going to get that update.
4: Oh, yeah, 99% of the time, it's the the manufacturer of the cell phone is the reason why you don't get updates.
2: Now, you can root the device and throw, you know, a vanilla version of Android on there. Um, not recommended, you, not for the faint of heart, but you could do that.
0: Yeah, and... Uh I mean, you know, and you can do things with iOS by jailbreaking it. I guess uh, being supported is, I I think, that's a – I'm sorry. I still think it's a problem for Google. I think Google needs to address it. I don't know how they address it. I mean, you know, you've got this open handset alliance. What do you do? Do you kick them out and say you can no longer put the Play Store on your devices because, you know, uh, your phone, you hadn't pushed an update to your phone since it was released. How does Google address that?
3: They, they can't. And they, they, they developed the model to take on iOS, and that was called, you know, kind of like an open model, right? Any manufacturer can put this software on it, and therefore they gained market share. Now they can't put that genie back in the bottle and say, I don't want you to put anything else on this thing. It all has to be vanilla. It all has to be the same. It's hard for them to do that.
4: I think didn't they, didn't they say about two or three years ago at Google I O that they were going to try and do something like that where well, they were going to they, well,
0: they they were cur- encouraging it was like an eighteen month that you would push out you know when you released a phone that you would push out the the next upgrades for eighteen months after after the release of your device it's never happened oh okay? no. No. And, and 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 in all fairness i think that both uh, samsung and htc the last couple of years and lg have done a much better job of pushing updates to their devices okay yeah. but but there's still i mean you know where where apple it's easier for apple i know it's easier for apple because it's their os it's their hardware they control it much more tightly than Google can just by making, you know, a software and saying, we'll make money off advertising, you make money off putting it in devices, you know. Uh, okay, listen, man, uh, let's move on. Let's move on to the next article. But that that is something that's a little frustrating to me. Uh, you know, Android versus iOS, I, I think that iOS is going to be here forever, man. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's going anywhere. And I've said on this, you know, uh, at the risk of being ridiculed, like Jeff was that time when he defended iOS. Uh, I think iOS is a great operating system. I just happen to prefer Android. Doesn't mean I think Android's perfect, but uh, Android's the better OS for me. Uh, all right, hey, listen. I, I saw where the Huawei watch. Uh, it's it's on sale right now. Best Buy, uh, depending on uh, your uh, your modeling options, a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars off. So that means that you can get what's considered to be the best Android Wear watch currently available, starting at two hundred fifty dollars. Okay, now I'm sporting a lower end Android Wear watch. Bruce has yet to take the plunge. George has gone the Pebble route and not Android wire Glenn has gone the Samsung Gear route. Yep. Jeff bought a Pebble the other day. I haven't heard. Have you returned it yet?
3: No, it's not. I did the Kickstarter thing for the Pebble Time too. Okay, so. the I'm pe-
0: oh, sorry, I'm sorry, uh, I I thought you already had it. So, so uh,
3: I, I I haven't accepted it yet, so I still have time. No, no pun intended.
0: Okay, all right.
2: Fun <laughs> uh, returning a Kickstarter.
3: Ron. I bet I bet yeah, most, of the, people,
0: I bet yeah, most in, of the people. I bet most of the people
1: listening. I did own the on the Moto 360 for a short time and then returned it. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so Bruce, let me start with you. You tried out the three hundred and sixty. You returned it. Why no Android Wear?
1: I just don't need a watch. I I don't need a watch. I like uh, I like my mobile device. I especially like the fact that the S seven has the always on screen. So this is always laying around me. I don't uh, I don't I don't need to look at my wrist i just look over at my phone i can see what my battery life is what the day is what the month is and what time it is Uh, i just don't i just don't need a watch i haven't worn a watch now in probably six years and uh i I, I tried the moto 360 to go back and uh, try the watch and uh you know the notifications really were the only thing that i found somewhat valuable but it ended up being more annoying which is why i took it back
0: hey Jim. While the Pebble Two versus Android
3: Wear, uh, for me, I was enticed by the idea of, of the heart rate monitor that was built into the, the Time Two, and the ten-day battery life. That was the big thing, and um, and since I do a lot of biking, um, I want to be able to control my phone, like you know, next song and things like that, through the Pebble without reaching inside to grab the phone. And hopefully, uh, that'll. That's probably going to do it. So the heart rate monitor and the 10-day battery life was kind of like the big thing.
0: So with Android Wear, you and and I mean, I, I'm just challenging you here. You are mm-hmm. aware that you could do what you just said without the 10-day battery life. I'll give you that. <laughs> well,
3: so that's the that was the that was the big thing. I didn't want to like you know charge another thing every day. So
0: you could just, you but but with Android Wear you could speak the next song. Okay.
3: yeah'm I'm, I'm, I think that pebble time has a, a microphone as well time and I it does. and I, I don't know if you can speak it but I know you can you know control the music that you're playing through the watch okay. um, if you swipe it or whatever I just uh, for what I wanted that was kind of what I was you know and I have nothing I have no idea what the Hawaii watch what its battery life is uh, for 250 sounds you know, very reasonable for it if it's a you know I would imagine it only has a forty eight hour battery life though.
0: Yeah, I doubt mm-hmm. uh, I, I doubt it's two days. Just I'd
4: just say twenty four hours at most yeah, maybe. See,
3: and I I want to be able to wear watch and um, not take it off at night. Have it do the sleep monitor thing, you know, do all those things as well. If I'm going to get this health tracking, I might as well know what the whole thing and give it a shot. And charge so George, it once, every, once, a, once a week, basically. So, George, you've
0: you've used the Pebble for a while. Uh, why not Android Wear?
2: Um, you know, I, I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, I haven't used – I've seen people use Android Wear. I'm, I kind of like the Pebble. I like what it does for me. Um, I get notifications. I have the Pebble Steel, which is one of the first-gen watches. Uh, I still get about five days uh, off of it and it takes about 45 minutes to charge which is not bad at all mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's it's a great little watch I love the notifications I get I, I can select notifications as a matter of fact um, uh, pebble just changed not only the operating system on my watch but they changed uh, the application in the Android store and They also now require you to install the Android Wear application as well because it now uses partial notifications off that. So it's using the same stuff Android Wear uses as well as the the Pebble application to to push your apps over to it. All right. Hey, Glenn?
0: Uh
2: Uh-huh. How often do you
0: use your watch? Um...
4: Lately, not nearly as much. When I was a cable guy, all the time, um, being able to be up a pole and have a phone conversation with somebody, uh, and also have you know be able to take a picture of something if I needed to, uh, get notifications, different stuff like that was nice. But honestly, as of late, not very much. The hair is actually starting to grow back where the watch used to be. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, that'll, that should tell you how often I use it. Um, but if I had like a Moto 360, the second gen or something like that, I'd probably use it more because the only reason that I bought that was I got it dirt cheap and it was, I had a Samsung phone at the time, which I still do. Um, but I had the note three and it would work with the note three. Um, but I'd like to be able to connect it to my you know Nexus Seven, my HP Touchpad, you know all that different stuff, so I can actually use it more than just one device. So,
0: so uh, Bruce, you uh, you you laid forth that uh, hey you tried that 360 and uh, it wasn't for you. You were you know your phone did everything already what uh, the 360 would do. It was a, more a nuisance than it was uh, convenience for you what would android wire need to do really well to sway your mind
1: biggest thing for me would be battery life it's it's uh, challenging enough keeping up with uh, you know the keeping the phone charged uh keeping uh you know my little bluetooth headsets charged um you know those types of things i think if it had uh uh, if it had seven days battery life, I think that would be that would be enough.
4: I have something for you later on, Bruce, that you may enjoy. We'll we'll take a look at that here in a bit.
0: All right, hey guys, I'm gonna move on to the next article here. <coughs> First of all, uh, a little survey was done to see how satisfied Americans were. With our current smartphone device. So, uh, you know, if you would, uh, if just, if I was to ask you to guess right now, you would probably guess the iPhone. But the iPhone wasn't the winner here. Surprisingly, it was the Samsung Galaxy Note 5. It earned a score of 86 out of a possible 100 in the poll. Mm -hmm. Uh, The iPhone 6S was right there. It barely beat it out, but it still beat it out. And uh, this, uh, basically, it was uh, manufacturer reliability. Samsung actually took the back seat to Apple. But overall, on customer satisfaction, the Note Five won. Uh, is this is this surprising to you guys, given the popularity of the iPhone product here in America? Is this surprising to you guys?
4: I would say no, but I also own a Note Five, so
3: yeah. Everyone I know that has a Galaxy. Either a Note 5 or I mean a Note Or or just a Galaxy S7 Loves the phone They They seem to like and love their phones You know so Not surprising Bruce has one He loves his phone
1: Yes
0: So uh I was a little surprised here Uh I just uh I wasn't expecting this, even though I was aware, you know, that the uh, the Galaxy series is still it's doing good. It's by far the most popular Android phone. But I, I was just surprised that it actually, the Note 5, uh, won out here.
3: Do you think it has to do with the higher-end phones in terms of cost make people want to say, I like it because they would hate to say, I hate it?
0: So you think there's a psychological thing going on there, and it could Absolutely. be. I, I think they spend more
4: time on the OS uh, or the the UI side um, for me personally. Uh, also, the, the lower-end phones are going to have lower hardware. So, yes, definitely when you put money down on it, you're going to end up getting a better product, hopefully, um, but in this case, like I think they just they really smoothed out the UI. they made it so it doesn't really slow it down. Um, even though it has bloatware on it, it still runs pretty well. I haven't had any real problems. I restart my phone every other day just as a habit because that keeps everything fresh and going. Um, and this is the first phone since the... G1 that I the the original Android phone that I have not uh, put a new OS on I've kept it stock and I've been very happy with it. Um, the Note 3 I blew that out first day pretty much.
3: And how much do you think it is that Android operating system has gotten better and more reliable throughout the, this time period too? You know they've kind of cleaned mm-hmm. up their act a little bit, right?
0: Yeah, they
4: they've been cleaning up the system, making it faster, smoother, um, and uh, I, I really do think a lot of it does have to come down to uh, TouchWiz or whatever they're wanting to call it now. Um, they've really been trying to clean it up and make it where it doesn't, uh, you know, cause as many problems because that's where most majority of cell phones the UI becomes the issue, uh, at least in my opinion. The UI is usually where everybody's, you know, starting to get uh, hateful about it. So,
0: and, and as a Nexus user, you know, they're pushing out these monthly updates. Mm-hmm. And as someone who used to root everything, that as soon as he got it, most of the time the day he got it, he would root it. Okay? Yeah. Uh, to me, it's not beneficial to root anymore. It's too, it's too much of a hassle because if I'm going to get that monthly, I'm going to have to unroot it. Take the OTA or unroot it and install it myself manually, okay, Uh and then root it back. And, you know, I'm spending time every month, and and I'm doing this, and I'm saying, now, wait a minute. Help me out here. Why were you rooting? Oh, yeah, for Wi-Fi access. Oh, and titanium backup. I mean, that was basically the two reasons that I was rooting. It's just not worth it anymore, you know? Yeah. Hey guys, let's talk about uh, a uh, another poll. Uh, basically, uh, Antutu has put out its list of the top ten smartphones according to performance. They did this in May of this year, and uh, I mean, I'm looking at this list, and I don't even recognize a lot of these phones, guys. I'm an Android Google fanboy and i don't even recognize these things man uh vivo x play 5 elite okay now i will i need to say something here that the top three that i'm going to name off here are running a snapdragon 820 processor and six gigabytes of ram okay vivo x play 5 elite La Echo Max two Lenovo Zuck Z two Pro. These were your top performing smartphones for me. Okay. Now guys, uh, next was the Xiaomi five. After that is one we would all recognize, the Samsung Galaxy S seven Edge. Okay. Below the Samsung are the two iphones uh of course uh lg's on there i don't see uh huawei i don't see motorola on any of these okay yeah uh so uh you know i i guess what that tells me is uh china's china's making some pretty high performing smartphones here guys uh uh, would you would you not agree?
3: Oh yeah, you put six gigs of RAM in there. It's it's gonna it's, it's gonna be pretty quick. I would imagine. You know, I mean, that's like a yeah, it's like a PC in your in in a phone.
2: No, well, they, see, they do a comparison of PC. On, yeah. On that too. So. Oh, go ahead, Glenn. Sorry the Xiaomi five
4: actually only has four gigs of Ram and it's still ranked pretty darn high. So that's, uh, pretty impressive.
0: Uh, it, uh, it, uh, it's still ranked above the, uh, the iPhone six and the SE, which, uh, uh, what's it running to three gigs of Ram. I can't remember now. I actually read in one of the teardowns, what it was running. I see if somebody knows, uh, let us know. I can't recall right off the top of my head. Maybe I should ask Cortana.
3: Yeah, that'd be good. But you know, when you think about this, I, no one's Are you surprised that uh, how the the is there? It's coming out of these phones now. I mean, it, it's 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 Moore's law, isn't it? Every couple years, the technology doubles. Or whatever mm-hmm. the the deal is. So they're just screaming these things out, you know. Skynet is next. Sell it down processing, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, you you guys remember the Atrix, right? The the phone that you could plug it into a base and it would uh turn into an Ubuntu uh oh, uh oh. I think we lost Duke. I think he's going to grab it. <laughs> uh so with, nowadays, with with phones being as fast as they are, do you think that a product like that would be able to come out and you know maybe give the Chromebook a run run for its money again, or is it just we we don't need a phone that can be a laptop as well?
3: I always was intrigued with this whole thing. Tell you the truth,
4: so. I was I was very surprised with it. What do you what do you think, Bruce?
1: Uh, I don't think so. Although I did read an article today that I found interesting. Samsung is looking again at a foldable phone that would open up and give you uh, a bigger screen and everything. But uh, right. I, I think uh, I think Chromebooks are successful. And if China wants to come out with a piece of hardware that's going to make for a really nice Chromebook and fast, there's no need for them to, you know. Develop their own operating system just like they're doing cranking out these great Android phones now with uh, the Android operating system and they're doing pretty much stock Android too I mean right I mean they're not uh, they're not
3: yeah I would imagine yeah it's be stock yeah, I think you know?
1: so, so now, they, yep. I mean they could compete against Asus and Lenovo and uh, Toshiba and Acer on a, on a really high end Chromebook that could be really fast touch screen backlit keyboard and compete that way I think
4: so we the original the Atrix which I think Duke was just holding up um, it was running a ubuntu if I'm not correct wasn't it No some form of
0: linux Uh no the uh the interface was a uh, it was a a linux interface where you would plug it in it was a it was a laptop without a processor and right. the Atrix yeah. was the processor so it had a place on the back where you would plug it in. It was a, a, a USB and an HDMI, a mini-HDMI, right. and you would plug it into this keyboard screen peripheral, and the interface became something that wasn't necessarily Android. It wasn't necessarily Linux, but it was more like Chrome OS in that it was a browser and would launch certain... Android programs that mm-hmm. that Motorola had interfaced with this uh, this little Linux uh, kernel okay sure. mm-hmm. and uh, listen uh, the the idea was genius for the time but what killed Motorola on it was the cost of this keyboard peripheral Was more than the dad blasted phone was. Okay, so I mean, four hundred dollars wasn't it? You were you were basically to buy the phone and the keyboard. You were making like an eight hundred dollar commitment, and and at that time, hey, eight hundred dollars bought a (laughs) whole lot of very powerful laptop. Okay, sure. And and I think that's what killed it. I mean, I and I've said all along, if that keyboard peripheral had hit at around 100 150, Motorola would have changed the motor, the the mobile industry. Okay. That's right. Yep. Uh but yeah, they couldn't pull it off and and listen, it was the same thing. Palm had done the same thing. They they made a little device called the Folio that yep. basically turned your Palm Trio into the processor to power the Folio. And it was priced the same way with the same results, I might add. They, they never recovered from Palm. Palm never recovered from the folio incident. They never did. They were, Everything was downhill from then on.
4: So now that we have the technology to do stuff cheaper and still have a pretty decent quality, I'd like to challenge the cell phone makers. Make these new devices happen, like, I would love to be able to carry around, instead of carrying my laptop, my 15-inch heavy laptop, I'd love to be able to slot my phone into it and have my computer or, you know, have a little dock at my home, pop it down into that, and all of a sudden, everything that I've been working on pops up on the screen. Something like that would be, you know, we've, we've done it before. It's been done before, yes. The problem is, like you said, ridiculously priced accessories, the, the keyboard, you know, sell the phone with the keyboard, make it a package deal. I'd pay, you know, I, uh, you end up paying six, $700 for these phones over the term of the contract. I'd pay a few extra bucks a month to have that little dock included with it. That wouldn't, that wouldn't phase me a bit when I flop down the money. Yeah, sure. That would hurt. But if you do it as a package deal, I think that's where the magic would happen. Cause you can add that in over the course of the contract, but I'd love to see it and have it run Chrome OS, something really light, have it built in, you know, to run this Google, you can do that easy. I'd think I'm done off the soapbox.
0: Oh, I, th- I think it's a great <laughs> idea. Hey gang, before we go into our share segment tonight, let's, uh, let's quickly just discuss, uh, who we are and what we do. First of all, we are tech and coffee, uh, uh, I promise you everyone on this panel are people that, uh, I think I've met, uh, well, let's see, I've met Bruce and George in real life. Uh, hope to meet Glenn real soon. And Jeff, you're Can't out on the West ones. coast. So, uh, yeah, until bye. you, uh, <laughs> yeah, see you later. <laughs> yeah, until you, until you fly us out there, uh, which, uh, what, what, yeah. what do you think? <clears throat> Christmas, we'll be out there for Christmas this year. You're going to fly us all out and, uh
3: yeah when i win the the big lotto to 250 million dollars you're going to be the first person i fly out
0: oh awesome jeff awesome i can't wait hey uh, honestly guys uh we uh check us out at tech and coffee dot info that is tech and coffee one word dot info uh we all met in google hangouts and you can come hang out with us right now uh
4: well, not right right now. Well, there's probably the somebody
0: show. in the room. Yeah, don't go over there right now. We've we've got a we got a crazy Canadian probably over there right now uh, playing games. Uh, hey, we got a Twitter and a Facebook. Check us out at Tech and Coffee uh, One. That's Tech and Coffee Number One. All one word. Our YouTube channel is Tech & Coffee. Hey, check out this podcast. Uh, maybe another one coming soon. Uh, there's talk about reviving our uh, Tech & Coffee Tech Newsweek podcast. Uh, you can catch those and uh, on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Player FM. Hey, tweet us using the hashtag Tech and & Coffee. And as always, questions, comments, and snide remarks, AJ. At techandcoffee.info. Bruce, I see you on the far left there, so if you want to go ahead and uh, what do you got to share with us tonight?
1: All right, well, last week I talked about uh, having fun with my new Galaxy S7 taking videos. This is my uh, uh, Manfrotto Pixie, nice uh, tripod here, and I got my Rode VideoMic Me for getting some good audio quality. And last week I talked about Filmic Pro. Filmic Pro is the best app. It's $9.99. It's a real pro app, I might say, for taking video. Um, I can take video using the uh, the onboard camera app or using Google Camera. Um, And they all offer some some functionality, but nothing comes close to Filmic Pro for for taking the video, being able to – Auto adjust, or rather, to manually adjust the ISO and the focus point and, and all that sort of thing. It's just really great. So once you create your video, then you want to be able to edit your video. Now, to be honest, I've been editing some of my YouTube videos using Windows Movie Maker on my desktop or my laptop. Uh, sometimes I can edit a video using the Creator Studio on YouTube itself. But what about if I'm just kind of out and about and I want to do the whole edit on my phone? Now, I tried WeVideo. I actually paid for the uh, pro version of WeVideo. I've tried Viva Video. Duke, I know you've looked at that. By the way, I just deleted Viva Video off my phone, and I'm about to delete WeVideo off my phone. They're a lot of fun. They have some fun things, but, uh, but if you really want to get serious, and I know, Duke, you've been trying Adobe Cut, but let me tell you about PowerDirector uh, Video Editor. Now, PowerDirector is by CyberLink. If you've ever bought uh, a PC or laptop, you've probably had some CyberLink software on there for creating CDs, burning DVDs, and things like that. Uh, if you get the, the the free version, then it's supported by ads, and you get the uh, the PowerDirector, uh, you know. Watermark on there. If you want to get rid of the ads, you want to get rid of the watermark, and this is for a lot of these free video editor apps. They they do the same thing. Then you need to go ahead and head pay for. It. This is a one time purchase, four dollars and ninety nine cents to get everything they have. So let me just kind of talk to you a little bit about uh, about this particular app and 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 what it does. So. Um, just to kind of give you some kind of an idea, you're looking at, at the uh, screen share off of the Google Play Store. And if you if you if you'll look here, I was going to show you my phone, but I'm on my laptop, and TeamViewer is just not working as good for my laptop as it did on my desktop last week. But if you if look here, you, you see a couple of buttons. This button, of course, is a play button. This is a button if you want to uh, preview what you're editing in full screen, you can do that settings will give you a number of different things. Uh, This is the button you would click to add videos. The nice thing about this, this will let you add videos directly from your Google Drive, uh, cloud storage, and then if you wanted to add a text slide or any effects, it's got some interesting effects, but here you can see that they've loaded a video and then they've created a uh some text now this text you can drag that around and it'll play over the top of the video but you can you can choose a couple different styles for this text you can have the letters come in one at a time and any one of a number of different ways and then you can add music when you have the paid version it comes with some stock royalty free music that you can use or what I do quite honestly I go to YouTube creator studio and I download all these royalty-free, and they keep adding more and more. I've got a whole bunch of them on my Google Drive account, so I can go to Google Drive and I can play it right from there and decide which one I want. I don't have to necessarily, you know, download it from uh, YouTube because I've already downloaded a lot of them. But um, it w- works really great. And so this is the screen you get. You know, you can create a new project or you can see your other projects that you've already done out there you click on the video you want once you click on the video you click the plus sign and it drops it right right down into your into your timeline uh, this is the opportunity for for you to to trim uh, you can do all kinds of edit you can not only trim off of either end but you can do splits out of it and that's really uh, that's a real important feature as well uh, you can uh... double check some amazing effects that they have here and, uh, and and some of this really gets pro. I mean, the fact that you can do this all on your phone is really quite amazing. And you can see the difference of the effects. It's just like adding filters on in Instagram and stuff like that. Uh, so that, that's, that's really neat. Uh, they've got some transitions. You know, you got to be really careful with transitions. You can go crazy with transitions and make it look, you know, really Mickey Mouse. Uh, if you look at a lot of uh, professional television – they're not doing a lot of crazy transitions. They're mostly doing hard cuts. Um, and one of the things I like about hard cuts is the ability to time those cuts with the beat of the music. you got to really get good at that, but it's a lot of fun. On these uh, on these texts that you can put over your video, uh, you've got an opportunity to change the color, the font, and the size. You can tilt it like they've done with this one, and that's that's pretty cool. Uh, so anyway, once you've, uh, you know, you've finished your edit, then you can produce and save it. You can share it to Facebook. You can share it to YouTube um, directly from the phone. You want to make sure that you're on Wi-Fi. You want to use up a lot of your data, sending up a, uh, a very large file uh, to, uh, to YouTube or, or whatever. I believe uh, you can also do it to Vimeo. So anyway, it's just a really, really great uh, program. It's the best that I've found. For uh, for editing video, uh, it's worth the four dollars and ninety nine cents one time, and they'll they continue to update it. So I like it. PowerDirector Pro uh, for uh, for editing, Filmic Pro for creating the videos, PowerDirector for editing.
0: All right, thank you, thank you very mm-hmm. much, Bruce. I'm just uh, real quick. Uh, let me just say, uh, I did purchase that, mm-hmm. uh, and and I've played with it some. But I haven't, uh, to be honest with you, I haven't produced any kind of a video yet. I've uh, dropped a few videos in, I've, I've kind of edited, so forth, etc. I do like it, but just let me say, I, I still like Viva Video Pro. I think it's good, I think it's got some fun stuff. Uh, I don't really like the interface of it. Even though I, I think all the tools that I need are there, I have found the interface not very intuitive and kind of clunky in some instances. Uh another one that I looked at Bruce is Kinemaster and it is a very highly rated app but this thing is a subscription. I mean, I'm talking, you know, like $40 a year subscription to use this video editing app even though it looks great. Uh, I'm just not that serious about video editing to spend that kind of money per year for the privilege. Uh, And, guys, I know I normally go last, but since we're talking about this, I thought I would go ahead and go next. Uh, Yes, I have been using uh, Adobe Premiere Clip. And uh, really quick here, just to kind of show you, here's really one thing that's really cool about... Uh, Adobe Premiere click if uh, or I'm sorry clip if you're using this with Adobe Premiere everything that you do within your phone you can import or export right into Adobe Premiere and continue editing with that professional software program. Another thing about this video editing app is it's free. And, uh, it does allow you, it's just like Bruce said, it's got, uh, uh, some free music. If you want to run music in the background, it does allow controls to where you can adjust the level of the music versus, uh, the, the level of the video. If you want to keep or take away one or the other, uh, it's got a if, – if you notice right here on this screen, you can see the little purple. If uh, uh, if, if I wanted to take this particular picture right here that you can barely see if you're watching on YouTube, and I say, I, I want this to go for five seconds, then I can drag it from the second that it was and drag it out here, and now the person will see that. As far as transitions, Bruce, you can add some, tra- some transitions on this. The default is a hard cut, and and the effect is a slow inward zoom on the photos. So that's the only effect that you can add. Now you can do some other things with colors, so forth, etc. But it it really is a complete app. The interface is very intuitive, and in fact, here let me just. Uh, I think I've still got it up and I'll show you uh, here we go. this is uh, this is what it looks like if you guys can see that you can add titles, you can stretch the title out for as long as you want to. Uh, it's uh, like I say, it is a very intuitive looking app so uh, and, and it's free. So I think it's real good and really really quick here I'm going to show you this was uh this was my test video and I called this Adobe cut it is Adobe Premiere clip but here is a just a little uh, 1 minute video that I created this was first try just grabbing some pictures and videos that I had a very oops look over there what has happened there let me uh row raggy let's try it again <laughs> Done every bit of that was done right from my Nexus 6P. Uh, Honest to goodness, less than 10 minutes for that. uh, For all of those, like I say, the edits, the fades, so forth, etc. And that is Adobe Premiere Clip. It is free, and I think it's a pretty uh, powerful video editing program. Uh, I'm not sure that it's as good as Power Director, but let me play with it a little bit more, Bruce. And uh, maybe we can debate that in a future show sometime.
3: Let me ask both, both of you, um, can you speed up and slow down a video? So can you, you know, stretch it out so it slows us down?
1: Or? Yes, and that is a, I've not seen that in any other editor than Power Director. You can go in there, and I wish I could have shown this to you. Uh, but you you click on the video and then you click one of the icons and then you can you can actually drag it. you can play it at a quarter time half time and you can slide it back and forth. You can actually start like have you ever seen some YouTubers where they started out w- uh, in real time and then they then they go to a particular point and then speed up the rest. You can do all of that with power director.
3: That's very cool. Yep. And I just want to say on both of these that um, just think when you have the ability to do that on your Chromebook. Oh, oh, and I've thought about huge. that, Jeff. I have
0: thought about that, uh, the power of video editing. When I can pull this up on a Chromebook, and and I'll be honest with you, one thing that I've thought about on these video editing apps is I, I want a tablet view mode, okay? To, and and I was looking at, at Bruce's and how it was laid out on the phone. You had something on the left. You had something on the light. You had the, the right. Right. Yeah, had the timeline along the bottom. See, that's what I expect out of a video editing program, and that's exactly how Bruce's was, was laid out. So, uh, yeah, you get something like that on a Chromebook, hey, look out, Windows Movie Maker, okay? I mean, let's face it, probably 80% of YouTube was made in Windows Movie Maker, and uh, th- this is real competition for, for programs such as that, I'll tell you.
4: And this is where my challenge
0: to cell phone manufacturers comes into play again. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, listen, uh, Bruce and I've gone. George, why don't you go next, brother?
2: Okay. Actually, um, I don't know how many people here use uh, two-step authentication. I'm sure we all do because it's the safest way to fly. Um, two-step authentication basically allows you to have not only a password but a um, a six. Uh, digit uh, login that changes every minute, sort of like a a soft token or sort of like an old fashioned token that we used to carry around when we did VPNs and stuff. Well, I use one on my Android devices called Google Authenticator. You can't really see that, Um, but I'll throw it up on my screen because you're not really going to be able to see. So Google Authenticator is pretty cool, but... um, I've had an issue. Uh, Google Authenticator is not available for my Kindle. So I use something called Safe Token. It takes literally the same barcode you'd scan and has the exact same token numbers that comes across on it. And I'll give you a quick peek off my Kindle, which is sitting right here, and I don't know—I'll put it up like that so you can see it. You can see there's a bunch of numbers and other things, and it changes. It, it they'll all turn red in about a minute or so, saying they're about to change. Um, it's pretty much the same, um, but it's available for Kindle. It's not available on the uh, Google App Store at all. I've checked. Uh, it is free, 100% free, 99 as in beer, and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Also, while I'm sitting here for for my last two seconds of life here, I would like to uh, do a shout-out to uh, SystemAU, who's given us a shout-out and more or less uh, probably watching us right now. They're on Twitter uh, at SystemAU, and uh, they're also at SystemAU.net.au, because they're out of Australia, of course. Um, Thank you guys for giving us a shout-out. Yep.
3: Hi, Glenn. You're up.
4: I guess last but not least is me. So uh, earlier, Bruce, you were talking about it's a pain in the rear. Uh, I'll paraphrase. It's a pain in the rear to keep track of everything that you need to charge. I used to say the same thing. The watch, the two tablet, or the tablet, the Nexus, uh, the, uh, the Note 3, the Note 5. You know, I had all these devices that I needed to charge, but I had like 16 wall warts and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well... I found this on Amazon and I took a chance on it and I'm very happy. I took a chance on it. Um, it's in the show notes for you at least if you want to go to the link where this exact one is. Uh, I got it the day we did the show last week or the day you guys did the show last week and I've been playing with it. And at the moment, um, it's got my Bluetooth, uh, LG tone headset, my uh, Galaxy Gear, it's got a few other things, plus the uh, the base for this tablet. And it, it's really cool because it is six ports. It will not pass data. It's power, power only. Um, but it's up to 12 amps, so it'll do two amps per port. Now, that being said, I think uh, from what I can see, if you don't plug in... To some of the ports, that power can be rerouted down to the other ports. Um, it supposedly has some extra technology to make sure stuff doesn't overheat, make sure that it's not going to over voltage, uh, current control stuff like that. It cost about twenty four ninety nine, um, at least at the time that I purchased it, and it is really small. I mean, you can see the box itself is almost the size of what it is. Um, so I've got it hidden away. I'll go ahead and show you guys here. I've got it hidden away back behind here. This is the actual box right here, and it just plugs into a single wall uh, or, you know, power strip outlet. And yeah, I know the cable management's a mess, but guess what? Behind the tablet, it doesn't matter because I can't see it. So, um, but it does a really good job. It's it's so far. Um, you know, for, for devices that I'm worried about it overcharging, I just kind of hold the timer in my head so my watch, uh, once it hits 100%, you know, it's usually about 35, 40 minutes, I unplug it and I just go do whatever I want to do. Um, but for the money, I'm really, really happy with this. Uh, and I'd suggest it to anybody who has a lot of USB devices because this, so far, has done me really well. Um and, uh, yeah, so far it's been good. The the Fotiv 6 port 60 watt USB charger. Bingo, All right. bingo.
0: Very good.
3: Jeff? Well, um, I'll be very, very quick. This is kind of like a rehash of something we talked about before. Um, and, um, uh, I ha- always have to struggle, not struggle, I'm not a struggler, but, um, I'm a straggler. That's it. Oh, uh, but uh, you know, I have you know use Cody now and then, and um, I have a Chromecast, and I, and I haven't been utilizing it. And I thought, what the heck? Let me set this up one last time and see if I can use Cody um, to my Chromecast. And the way you do that is there is a file called um, Player Core Factory. Uh, that you download, just look for player core factory, and you can put in what you want to be the external external pla- um, player for that. And I've used um, something called Bubble UPNP as my default player. You put that in, you know, like when you say to ex- external, um, like here's org that or if you want to use um, Allcast or whatever, you just put that file in here. Where it's appropriate, as like here's uh, M video player free for the external player. I made mine bubble, bubble umpn, and then you put that in. Let me over here in your directory. Let me stop by sharing and um, uh, Android your apps under data you go where cody is located which is down here in org.expiancy.cody files i know this is kind of crazy cody user data and you'll see i have here player core factory.xml and that's the file right there so let me exit out of here fire up my cody Either and here's Bubble Up U P N P, which is a free app on Android. Where is Cody? Cody, fire up Cody. Comes up. Go to videos. Go to my video add-on. I won't play anything illegal. I'll go to the CNNet podcasts. <laughs> Latest videos. Bruce was talking about Samsung to induce bendable phones in 2017. Click on that. It goes to stream it, pulls up, bubble up UPnP. And you can't tell here, but uh, um, you can't really see it, but it's actually right now it is uh, Chromecasting over to the living room. And it works Absolutely flawlessly, and I don't know why it started working. I think the latest update uh, to my uh, Android has just made it work perfectly. So now you can anything you watch on Kodi using PlayerCoreFactory.xml, you can um, now put to your Chromecast using BubbleUpUPNP, and it's and it just works. It is just great. You control it from here. You know I can pause it. I can do whatever I want, um, and It's crazy, and all of a sudden, it just started working, so, and it's been working flawlessly ever since. Very interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's not hard to do, either. It's very easy to do. I will will
0: replay this uh, and do that, Jeff, because I've been looking for a way, uh, one of the biggest reasons that I haven't been using Cody lately is usually when I'm using Cody, I'm sitting right here where I'm sitting now.
3: Right, exactly. And now hey I, Jeff,
0: I will be able to get it to my den TV. Go ahead, Glenn.
4: Jeff, do you have do you have a write up or something that you use to to go through uh, that, or was that?
3: No, I did this before. But if you look up uh, again, um, uh, um, Cody and Chromecast, you'll okay. see that. And here's my bubble up UPNP. I don't know if you can. <laughs> hold, let me share this one last time. Oh my God, he's not doing that. hey george george why jeff's
0: looking that up uh you uh, mentioned was that uh, system au that had been retweeting
2: us um yeah system au i met uh dan uh one of the uh, um they're 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 actually a podcast they're pretty good they're a linux podcast at australia I met one of uh, one of them at uh, Odd Camp two years ago. All
0: right. Well, you know they uh, they retweeted us tonight for the show before we went live. So you know, last week we uh, we honored Douglas Clement as the winner of the Tekken Coffee Thong for retweeting us. So, System AU, you have won a Tekken Coffee Thong for uh, (laughs) hey supporting Tekken Coffees Android Journal. Thank you you so very much. I
4: all think right, we Jeff. all have these thongs. <laughs> Wait a minute! I got just a regular white one. How, how did everybody else get flannel and flower pattern? And tie dye, yeah, you
2: know? floral pink pattern, swirly. I,
4: I only got a white one. Hey, <laughs>
0: hey, uh, hey, Glenn. Which I've never worn. Gonna throw. Yeah. This is my favorite one. This is my Saturday night one right
2: here. Oh God. <laughs> Actually, I only wear it when I have this mask on. <laughs> all right,
3: Jeff, go ahead, brother. Oh no, I just I'm, all I'm saying is look for playercorefactory.xml. Okay. And you will see it um, with Cody, and there's lots of different um, you know write-ups on it, but it's very, very simple. Okay. All you do is put up the, your bubble up UPNP uh, file name, and it'll find it finds it. Whatever it is in your Android, you have to have it obviously on your Android device. But Bubble uh, UPNP is free, and uh, it works perfectly. And it works with all Casts or anything else that does the Chromecast. You just got to put the player in the XML file, and there's may, instructions how to do it.
4: I may have to get the uh, the Raspberry Pi out and tinker with that. And... Oh, same thing would totally
0: work with that. Yep,
3: just got to yeah, put it player. in the user data directory
0: cool all right right. hey guys thank y'all very much uh you, you guys panel especially have a great rest of the week and uh we'll do this again in about seven days so uh peace out everybody